This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, September 18th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are we doing? I'm on vacation. Yeah, you're on the road, yeah? Um, I'm not on the road anymore. But you are not in the great Chicagoland area. I'm not in the Great Chicagoland area. Do you want to tell listeners where you are? Should I? Oh yeah, no. I'm. Uh, I, I've. Uh, my parents live in, in in Atlanta or the Atlanta area, so I'm there. Matt has visited the dirty South. I, and this is my this is my first time like on a driving trip to like American Southeast. I've, I've been mm-hmm. to you know I've been to Florida for like you know Disneyland, Disney World, and stuff like that. Yeah, but never driven down there. I've never driven farther south than St. Louis. Oh, okay. And you're going to uh, see a Braves game? Tuesday, yeah. We're going to uh, Braves-Nats. All right. That might come up when we're talking about this. Let's look at it here in a second. But we survived the weekend. Matt, on Friday, we had two picks we were not excited about, but it was a tough day. I had Sean Newcomb versus the Mets. You had Carson Fulmer in Detroit, and both went pretty okay. Mm. <laughs> like Between the two starts, they allowed three runs, and there was a win, and there was 13 strikeouts, and yeah, we survived Friday that we weren't so sure about, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then we had Ronaldo Lopez go to Detroit. He had four runs, but he got his win. Only one strikeout. He went a bit more than that, but went okay. And then we had Garrett Richards on Sunday, who got into a little bit of trouble early. It allowed three runs. Only two of them were earned. One was a bomb to Joey Gallo, but who doesn't allow that sometimes? But uh, he's still got seven strikeouts in five innings. Garrett Richards looks okay, you know? Yeah. Not dominant, not going deep, but... Looks okay. That's going to be a pick for me in next year's drafts, I feel like. Yeah, that's looking good. We also discussed Brandon Woodruff pretty intensely in, in the last show, and he actually got a win mm-hmm. against the, Mar- the Marlins in Milwaukee. Yeah. Dylan Peters did not do so hot, but Brandon Woodruff did. Yes. Yeah, that, that went well for him. Mm-hmm. On the hitter side, I had Nicky Delmonico getting Detroit. We tried to pick on Detroit and Anibal Sanchez. He turned out to have a pretty good game. Yeah. But you had Yohan Mancata still take him deep, get a home run. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, that was not what we expected. And then other than that, we didn't have much anything. We both picked Matt Joyce on different days and not much going on on mm-hmm. the hitter side. So we're going to look at Monday through Thursday. Got some more September baseball going on as we wind down this month. And uh, yeah, Monday only has seven games, but there's some options here. I found, I wrote five pitchers down. Okay. I'm not in love with any of the picks, but I think there are places to go. I agree. Matt, is this a day where you might actually choose Doug Fister going to Baltimore? No. I will not be choosing Doug Fister going to Baltimore. I'm picking against him, actually. Wait, no, am I? No, I'm not. Oh, uh, wait, I lied. You say him. Yeah, I'd consider it. It's not my pick. It's You know what? It's my second favorite pick of the day. I'm going to pick somebody else, but it's closer than you think. He has one bad start, and it was the last one against the uh, the Red Hot A's. But before that, he'd been good. I, I don't know. I'm okay with it going to Baltimore. You're apparently not. No. about Jaime Garcia? At Yankee Stadium, at home against the Twins, is that a weak enough matchup? You can say. I actually like this because they've got uh, Brian Dozier and who's the other righty that I'm forgetting? Byron Buxton, to be Byron honest. Byron Buxton. That's that's the other name I was searching for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they've really got they've really only got two righties who can hit lefties very well. I mean, even the switch hitting guys really don't do much damage against lefties. Yeah. They have some switch hitters that are okay. I mean, with Miguel Sano out, it feels like a very different lineup. So. Mm-hmm. You can consider Jaime Garcia. I wish it weren't Yankee Stadium. I'd feel better about it in Minnesota, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Remember when Jaime Garcia was a twin this year for literally one start? 
Yes. <laughs> his former team kind of and now the twins still might make the playoffs what a weird deadline oh boy uh anyway yeah Jaime Garcia that's a that's a yellowish green light for me that's that's fine you can do that how about your boy Brent Suter going to Pittsburgh picking against him actually so the problem here kind of like the Brandon Woodruff thing is Pittsburgh's all right-handed and so a lefty going there makes me a little bit nervous and Brent Suter also has not pitched more than five innings since uh, the start of August now mm-hmm. look like he's just he was in the bullpen for a while I don't expect him to go real deep not a great matchup just in terms of platoon stuff so I, I I'm interested in Brent Suter I wish it were a better matchup two more names for me Matt is Detroit a weak enough matchup for you to take Jarrell Cotton in Detroit it might be. That might be one of my favorite picks of the day. I'm not sure if I'm going with it just yet, but I like that a lot for him. Yeah. To his credit, and I figure what you look at, he has a 3.94 ERA away from Oakland, whatever that means. I don't know what's going on there. Usually guys obviously like to pitch at home. Usually mm-hmm. guys like to pitch in Oakland. Jarrell Cotton likes being on the road. And as we talked about last show, Detroit is kind of slowing down, packing mm-hmm. it in. So you could do it. There's a lot of downside there, and I'd be nervous about a blow-up because, again... That's his good road ERA. His ERA is almost six on the air overall. The whip's one and a half, so I'm nervous, but you could do it. Mm. Matt, we got to talk about Dan Straley at 50%, don't we? I think we do, yeah. So we liked Dan Straley earlier in the year, and he became a real good streamer so much that we kind of lost him because he went way above 50%. He's back down to 50% because he's allowed a 592 ERA in his past 11 starts. I realize I'm arbitrarily like picking an endpoint there, and I literally like looked before his like good start and tried to make the ERA as bad as I could, but it's still a fact. ERA of almost six in his past eleven starts. He's looked bad. But it's also the Mets, and it's in is this in Miami? I assume are they back in Miami? Actually I didn't check that. I'm pretty sure they're back in Miami at this point. Yeah, I think they are too. It's still the Mets, even pitching in New York. Like, I don't know. I'm torn a few different ways here. I like it better than Doug Fister, and I like it better than Jarrell Cotton. So I'm going to take Dan Straley, but it is not a ringing endorsement. I am concerned about him slowing down a mm-hmm. little bit. Did you also look into this one? Yeah, I did. Did you have anything other than he's slowing down, but it's the Mets? Not really, no, I did not. Yeah. Are you joining me with Dan Straley? <sighs> I think I have to, yeah. It's between for, for me, it's between him and Jarrell Cotton, and I think I like this matchup for Straley better, but I think I... Going into next year, I think I'm going to be drafting Cotton in a lot of teams. Yeah. Just because you're going to be able to get him in like the 25th, 26th round as like an end-of-the-bench flyer, and I think he, I think there's going to be value there. Yeah, especially if he can fix his weird home road thing. Yeah. Yeah. So... I believe in Jarrell Cotton. I don't. I, at the same time, I, I I think this is Dan Straley is the the correct pick to make. Yeah, there's not really anybody else to even look at. Luis Perdomo at home, even in San Diego, I don't want him against the D-backs. Like no way. And I don't think anybody else is even eligible for us. Yeah, or you don't want Buck Farmer for any reason. And the A's are actually hitting. So, yeah. No. I no way. I'm gonna pick against Matt Harvey to be honest. <laughs> I think he, he looks he, he looks bad. Yeah. Something's wrong there. Mm-hmm. Something's not okay. Mm-hmm. You could you could take Matt Harvey. I'm certainly not. Mm-hmm. I, I realize Miami's an okay matchup, but no. So mine is Dan Straley with a warning sign. My second pick would be Doug Fister. Your second pick would be Jarrell Cotton. Okay. How about hitters though? The seven game slate. You got some questionable pitchers here to pick against. Okay. Who are you thinking? I've got I've got a unique strategy for the end of the season. I think you I think it's going to make sense to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, D pick. As we mentioned, we have uh, Buck Farmer pitching at home against Oakland. Mm-hmm. 
Buck Farmer is in fact right-handed. You want lefties against him. The lefty I like from Oakland is Matt Olson at 55% owned is my D pick. Matt Olson has been absolutely on fire. If you can afford him in whatever format you got, I am all about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The A's are all on fire and he's a big part of it. Huge power bat. I think he had 20 homers in the minors. Like, it has that many in the majors now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A plus. I agree. Next up, my C pick. We mentioned Brenton Suter. He gets the Pirates. They're, in fact, all right-handed. Mm-hmm. The guy that, that intrigues me here is Estrad, Sean Rodriguez, at 1% owned. That's a good 1% pick, yeah. They have a few guys that can hit lefties. I like Dr. Freeze, David Freeze, but I'm A-OK with Sean Rodriguez as well. Yeah, Sean Rod. Yeah. Uh, next up, B pick. We've got Nick Pavetta at home against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Pavetta, his his thing this year is he's a righty who's really awful against righties. Yeah, he's been pounded. And he hasn't been particularly good against lefties either. Not particularly good, but it's been a, a, a clear advantage against righties. So I, I think it's like an OPS against well over 900. So mm-hmm. the guy I'm looking at at 0% owned is Trace Thompson. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, especially at 0% owned. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be anybody from the Dodgers lineup that you can afford and feel okay about. But that means I also feel okay about Trace Thompson. Agreed. I mean, my thought process here is that the Dodgers are packing it in. You're going to start seeing some of the other guys fill out the lineup as opposed to the the, the regular guys. Yep. And I could see them wanting to get a look at Trace Thompson, you know, this yep. year. So. And then my A pick, we've got Doug Fister, the aforementioned Doug Fister, mm-hmm. uh, against Baltimore. The obvious pick here for me is Seth Smith at 1%. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I do love Seth Smith, especially at 1%. That's that's not high enough. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I believe in Doug Fister a little more than that, but it's not going to shock me if things go bad also. So, fine with that. I have four picks also. My honorable mention at the end, that's the expensive backup guy. <laughs> I also want to pick against Nick Pavetta. Have you seen what Yasiel Puig has done against righties this year? Yeah. He's... Apparently likes only hitting righties and not lefties right now. He's mashing righties, and so a righty that hits righties against a righty struggling with righties—that's if you can fit you see a little plague in your lineup and he's starting in Philadelphia. That is a gold star next to that one for me. Seventy-three percent owned by our purposes, but good news—they have three names above that. I want to pick against Buck Farmer. If you can get Matt Joyce in here, I'm okay with that. You know, or Matt Olson. You know, any of these A's you like. But I'm going to take, because I already picked Matt Joyce this weekend, Jed Lowry, who keeps batting third and has been fine the last couple of months. There's not a lot of power to it, but a lot of extra base hits, some doubles, you know, good average. So uh, I like him just being in the middle of that lineup and them scoring runs. So Jed Lowry, number three batter, getting Buck Farmer in the Tigers bullpen. 15% is cheap. I'm going to spend a little bit at my B pick. I am picking against Matt Harvey, and Matt Harvey has had traditional struggles in that it's left-handers that have been beating him up, especially lately. This series allowed an OPS of 940 to left-handed batters, and the Marlins have Justin Bohr back at 39% owned. He's back in the lineup, and a left-handed slugger has plenty of power, and I could see that going bad for Matt Harvey there. So if you can afford D. Gordon or Christian Yelich, like, by all means, also... Absolutely. And I looked at it, but they're all, you know, super owned. So I'm taking 39% Justin Bohr. And then my A pick, you mentioned the Dodgers trying some other guys getting in there. Mm-hmm. And for me, hopefully, and he's been doing it a few times a week, Austin Barnes, their backup catcher, essentially. They rest Yosemite Grundahl a little bit. 3% owned. He's a righty. He's been hitting righties. It's Nick Pavetta. So if Austin Barnes is playing on Monday, that is a big thumbs up for me as well. I think he'll be just fine there. So that's my A pick. Hope he gets in. If not, I get Justin Bohr, and I'm okay with that too. Right on. 
All right, Tuesday the 19th. This is a big old full slate. I wrote uh, 10 names. It's a bunch. It's a lot of names. Yeah, and to be honest, it's only down to two for me. But let's run over some options. CC Sabathia at home against the Twins. Another lefty getting the Twins. You said not that scared of the Twins. He does prefer to pitch away from Yankee Stadium as well, though. So that's kind of a eh, whatever one for me. Same for you? Yeah, agreed. He, he's okay, but you can do better. Do you care about Trevor Williams at home against the Brewers at all? Do I care about Trevor Williams at home against the Brewers? No, I do not. Yeah, I don't really either. How about Sam Gaviglio going to Toronto? Kind of, eh, same for me. Sam Gaviglio going to Toronto. I don't, There's I don't, just not much upside. You've literally got me speechless. Uh, again, yeah, I agree. Not, just, not much upside. Not yeah. Not, not looking to. That's not There's risk in Toronto, and for me, I just feel like if I'm going to take that risk, I want upside, and he doesn't strike people out. So... No thanks. But I like him in certain matchups. Well, your boy Daniel Gossett going to Detroit. Is Detroit bad enough for you to consider Daniel Gossett? No. No. I I want to see more from Daniel Gossett. We haven't. Like the matchup. Don't like the guy enough. Hmm. How about my boy Jack Flaherty going to Cincinnati? I still like Jack Flaherty, even if he hasn't really shown it yet. I like it okay. I mean, yeah. I, I just don't see a ton of upside with Flaherty at this point. He's just a, he's a decent prospect, and even though he hasn't shown it in the major leagues yet, like if he gets a rotation job next year, like that's going to be a fun sleeper for me, just for being a, a Cardinals pitching prospect that people believe in a little bit. Okay. So I guess a sleeper, but maybe not a big September guy right now. Uh, similarly, Luis Gohara is a decent prospect for the Braves, but he gets the Nationals. Do you care? I'll, I'll be watching this game live. I care, yeah, I care in that sense. You'll get to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested in Luis Gohara, but this again might be more of a 2018 thing, you know? Because right now, if I told you to go grab him, you're going to get what? Two starts, three starts from a guy who's on a team they're packing it in? I wouldn't worry about Probably it too much. Too, yeah. So, yeah. A few more names for me. Denelson Lament at home against the D backs. He likes to pitch at home, but he hates those lefties. Is this a scary matchup for you? <sighs> I think handedness has to win over home park, correct? Probably, but he has pitched six innings in four straight starts, and he's allowed a combined five runs. Doing pretty okay lately, and the strikeouts continue to be there. It's not my pick, because I am scared of the D-backs, but I don't have a real problem with it. Like, he's the opposite of Sam Gaviglio, where I'm like, oh, if you're going to take the risk, at least get strikeouts out of it. Yeah. Like, that's to Nelson Lamette. Like, you can take the risk, and he has 11 strikeouts per nine. Like, I, even if he allows it. four runs, you, you get something. I've got to roll with Denelson. I mean... He hasn't given up more than three runs in a start since mid-July. I mean, he's just he's been kind of been. I mean, he had the one little little you know the blow up against Washington that didn't go. You know, he walked where he walked six, but other than that, he's hmm. been, been solid. Yeah, he's been good quietly. He's up to forty percent owned. I'm scared of the the D backs, but I don't blame you for that at all. He's is he already down to four fifteen? You know, so. That's a thumbs up for me. I'm going to take a little bit safer of a matchup, but I like it. Uh, how about German Marquez going to San Francisco? Talking about safe matchups. Do you I, trust him? I have a lot of interest. That's a, that's a, smart, that, a smarter pick than Lamette, I think. Well, he's slowed down lately and doesn't have the same upside. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm interested in German Marquez. That's that's not mine either. But I think green light for Lamette and green light for Marquez. Those are my two favorite mentions so far. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about Lucas Giolito opposite Colin McHugh in Houston. 
Matt, specifically because on Sunday, Houston clinched the West, and they aren't getting their hangover lineup on Monday because they aren't playing on Monday. And we talked about this before, I think it was with Washington, like, will the two-day hangover lineup be in effect? I don't know, possible. But I would, with Lucas Giolito going to Houston, at least check what the lineup is and see who he's going to face. Makes sense. And if they're throwing the whole bench in on Tuesday, which is possible after they just clinched that could be a fine matchup for lucas giolito but i'm gonna take the opposite i'm gonna take colin McHugh because he gets the white Sox, and i trust him and he's at, at home against the white Sox, and i just i'm not that scared of them I remember guess. what happened last time he faced the white Sox? yeah it didn't go great but <laughs> i'm not as worried you're right you're right uh i'm looking at i almost like the lament one more it has more upside but <laughs> i just uh, i'm gonna talk myself into nelson lament but i did have colin McHugh picked and i still like it you're right last time he faced the white Sox, he allowed seven runs he's had five starts since then two of them been scoreless six runs and five starts since then i think colin McHugh is gonna be fine not the same strikeout upside but he feels safer for me so uh, i'm doing that but I am okay with uh, Lament. I'm okay with Marquez. And depending on the matchup, Giolito could be a real smart play, too, if we just can't predict it two days out. Mm. So, you sticking with Nelson Lament? Yeah. I like that. That'll be, that'll be, that has the most points potential for sure. Okay, how about these hitters on this full day on Tuesday, Matt? Who are you thinking? Okay, my D pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Martin Perez. Yes. Going on the road to face the Mariners. He's, in mm-hmm. fact, left handed. I want to write in that Seattle lineup. Mm-hmm. Martin Perez, you know, lefty traditional split. He's rough against righties. The one I, the one I want there is Mike Zanino at forty-seven percent. I looked at this for sure. Dude has the power you want. Yeah, and, and this is all just basically because we had already picked Danny Valencia. That's mm-hmm. obviously a big recommendation Correct. there. I assume, but if you don't want Valencia, it doesn't fit, and you need a catcher. Mike Zanino and his twenty-three homers and three hundred and fifty at bats. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Average up to two fifty too. He said eighty-three at bats against lefties this year. Eight homers. A 950 OPS. Yeah, he, he can mash. So you, yep. you know, pure power upside. You're not, you know, you're looking, to, you know, for the day he's going to burn into one. And it very well might be Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, my C pick. We've got Chad Bell taking on the yeah. A's in Detroit. Yeah, Chad Bell. He, God bless him. He's a lefty who's he just struggles against righties. And sure. I'm going completely off the radar with the with the zero percenter and Jake Smolenski. Oh, yeah. Okay, we haven't talked about Jake Smolenski in a while, but his job is to hit lefty. He hasn't been in the majors for a while. Yeah, back to Jake Smolenski. He can hit lefties. That's his deal. That was his, so. Yeah, that was his thing last year's. And, you know, why not Why not have the A's just toss him in there? You know, who, you know, yeah. Who knows what happens? But either way, check the, the line. The West check. is officially over, so. Yeah, pretty much. So, either way, check your lineup. You see if Jake Smolenski gets in there against Chad Bell, because that's a solid, solid matchup for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, uh, we've got Odrisamer Despagne getting the Mets. Yes. And the Mets have a ton of lefties. I want all mm-hmm. of them. Uh, my B pick is Dominic Smith at 8% owned. Yeah. Smith against righties. All seven of his home runs in the 7.96 OPS against. Yep. He's proven he, he can handle righties. He cannot handle lefties whatsoever. Good thing Despagne is a righty. And next up, yes. my, my A pick, also a lefty, also a Met, 3% owned. Brandon Nimmo versus Despagne. Yeah, Brandon Nimmo. Nimmo, again, all three of his home runs, both of his stolen bases, and an 881 OPS against righties this season. Yep, and they're giving him a good opportunity down the stretch. And Yeah, he seems to be playing just about every day, so he's a guy you definitely want to be checking out to, to, to slide in there. Yep, no, I like that just fine. That should be good. Not that worried about Despagne. 
I see, this is kind of weird, but every time I see John Lester on there, I want to pick against him because he has such struggles with righties and he allows people to run. And I definitely want those, uh, I want those stolen bases if I can. So I'm going with a zero percenter. I'm actually putting him as my C pick, but I, I'm interested for sure. The Rays have been mixing their lineup up a lot, but I think the righty will get in there at zero percent. Peter Borges getting John Lester. And again, he hasn't done much against righties, but he's done fine against lefties. Kind of seeking a stolen base here. I'm also fine with Evan Longoria, of course. I think Steven Souza is a great play here. I can't quote unquote afford him, but if you can, any of those Rays righties against John Lester can hit him and they can run on him. So into that. My B pick, I also want Chad Bell, and I'm fine with any of those A's righties. This might be a Marcus Simeon day, but at 5%, everyone's looking at Matt Olson. I like Matt Chapman at third base a little bit too. He's only 5% owned. He's right-handed. He's been hitting righties better than lefties, but that just means that when Chad Bell lasts three innings or so and he gets the Tigers bullpen, he'll be able to handle the bullpen too. So Matt Chapman has some thump, and I could see him doing some damage there as well. My A pick, though, Matt, for you in Atlanta against Luis Gohara, who I believe in a little bit, but the big lefty masher from the Nationals, I'm spending on Howie Kendrick at 34% owned, who that's high in that lineup, and as we've talked about, just demolishes lefties this year. So I'd like to see him handle him. And then the Braves bullpen after that, I'm not worried about, mm-hmm. too. So you're going to have to root against Howie Kendrick. I'm okay, I'm, you, I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, Wednesday's another full day. I only wrote five names down, though. This one is a little tougher, and I gotta. Uh, I guess I know who I'm gonna take. Uh, your boy yeah, Daniel I know Mangan you're goes. Too. Yeah, your boy Daniel Mangan goes to Detroit. Eh, Come whatever. on, how is he my boy? No, thank you. <laughs> how about my boy Brett Anderson at home against the Royals? He last time out finally allowed, like, threw some walks, you know, but still only allowed two runs. Still been okay with the Blue Jays. Do you care about him against the Royals at all? Not really, no. I just, I don't have any faith in him anymore. I'm sorry. I've seen, he's been okay, but I've yet to see him be, like, good. Like, I'm waiting for that, like, he still has, like, way fewer strikeouts than innings. Like, okay, let's, gotta see something. So, I'm believing in him a little bit, but not seeing much to get from him. How about Blake Snell getting the Cubs? The Cubs with a DH in Tampa. You don't care, do you? Like Snell versus the Cubs. Lefty versus righties, so... Yeah. There's some righties to worry about. Yeah, I don't know. there's some righties to worry about. And they haven't clinched anything Blake, yet, so... Yeah, Blake Snell's... Yeah, they're fighting. Blake Snell's been better. Last time out, he got those Yankees and he allowed one run in five. It was the Twins that blew him up. I don't know. I'm indifferent. There's two starters here. We talked about Jose Urena getting the Mets or before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None for you? No. You're still out on Jose Urena? I am now, yeah. No, I just... I, he's just, like, begging to get pounded. It's, it's too many walks, not enough strikeouts to overcome it. Not a fan. Yeah, I could see it being okay because he's at home and it's the Mets. So I'm I'm okay with it. I'm, I don't love it. Like, there's, again, not a lot to get from it, but I could see it being okay. Mm-hmm. But, Matt, I think the pick on Wednesday is Tyler Chatwood going to San Francisco. I, he was in the bullpen for a while, but since August 2nd, specifically, he's allowed, and again, I'm handpicking a date to make my point, which is maybe unfair. Mm. He's allowed eight runs on August 2nd, so that was really bad. Moved to the bullpen, and since then, in nine games, he's allowed a 1.54 ERA. Only three of those have been starts, so it's been some bullpen work, but... Thing is, basically, once he went to the bullpen, was good. It's come back and start a little bit. Been good. Good to go. It's San Francisco. And I believe in Tyler Chatwood away from course. So, yeah, that's that's me. Are you with me on Tyler Chatwood? Yes, I am. All right. Sorry that that's the obvious pick, but it looks good, I feel like. Do you feel confident about it, or are you just kind of like it's the best thing available? Best thing available. 
<laughs> I'm a little worried he hasn't started more lately, but I'm really not scared at San Francisco. Mm. So Tyler Chatwood going there. How about hitters for Wednesday, Matt? How are you thinking? Okay, D pick. We've got. I'm mm. speaking of uh, Tyler Chatwood. He's facing Matt Moore. I still want to pick right. We, we've we've explained Matt Moore's presumes about a dozen times in this podcast. Not going over again. But either way, you want righties against Matt Moore, and the one that I like there is Jan Desmond. Oh, okay. I, I see that. Fifty-five percent yeah. owned. Yeah. Rockies, I believe, still fighting for the wild card. Yeah, they're still alive. Yeah. Well, not just alive, but actually like fighting for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jan Desmond is in fact right-handed. First career, he's done damage against lefties this season. Not quite as much, but it's a super small sample size, and we're not going to worry about it. I just know he's facing Matt Moore, and Matt Moore is rough against right-handers. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's where my D pick is. Next up, C pick, 26%. Uh, we've got Carlos Beltran facing off against Big Game James, James Shields. Yeah, I'm A-OK with that, for sure. I was really just looking for a lefty, and Carlos uh-huh. Beltran's probably the cheapest one in the Astros roster. I guess Derek Fisher, but he's been so uninspiring yeah. that I'd rather go with somebody who's a bit better track record against righties this year. Anybody you can afford. Like, if you can afford Josh Reddick, go nuts, you know. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, it... If he yeah. plays, I don't know, we'll see. Right. Either way, 13 of Beltran's 14 home runs have come against righties this year, 7-4-4 OPS against. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's James Shields, it's Carlos, Bel- Carlos Beltran, I, that's kind of where my, my head is there. Yep, uh, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, next up, B pick, 0% owned. I've got John Jaso against Matt Garza. Uh, okay, ready to pick against Matt Garza, huh? Oh yeah, more than ready. I, I, I can't believe Garza's still starting for the Honestly. Yeah, especially because they're still chasing too. They are so far this year. Eight of his eight of Jaso's nine homers have come against righties. His only stolen bases come against righties. Well, he's a seven four four OPS against. So you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of hoping he slides in there and runs into one. Yep, capable against Matt Garza. Yeah, that's for that set. Next up, a pick. We've got Clayton Richard at home yes. against the backs. I looked really hard to find a righty that I liked against Clayton Richard. Yeah, and can afford and can afford the best I can do. Is Brandon Drury at 22% owned? I don't have a problem with that at all. <sighs> he he been... hasn't been great against lefties this year, but I, I'm kind of suspecting that Clayton Richard's awfulness can kind of overcome that. Yeah, and again, Clayton Richard won't go deep, so you're getting the Padres bullpen after Which that. Isn't great you know? either. Yeah. Yeah. First career, he's done, done well against lefties for whatever reason, just not this season. It's it's a super it's a small sample size, not super small, but small enough. Mm-hmm. I would I would have no problem rolling him out there at second base or in the outfield, depending on where he qualifies. Honestly. Yep, I think they're going to score some runs, and you should be I fine so there, too. for sure. For me, for my C pick, I see Steven Brault, lefty for the Pirates, who has not quite figured it out yet. He's okay. You know, had a good good start against the Brewers last time in Milwaukee. Six innings, one hit. I don't think he's going to repeat that. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm ready to pick against him, at least with my C pick. And the Brewers have these lefty mashers. If you want Ryan Braun, you know, if you want Domingo Santana. At 28%, Keon Broxton, who's, you know, pretty quiet 2020 season this year, mm. especially at 28%. And prefers lefties yes he strikes out all the time the average isn't good but i want to sneak into a home run or a steal which i do 28 percent. i think keon broxton will be fine there for my b pick sad to say i'm ready to pick against bartolo cologne <laughs> at least in yankee stadium oh buddy so yeah the cheap yankee i've mentioned him a few times but then he finally hit a few homers recently and now i'm i guess that shouldn't sway me, but in Yankee Stadium. I'm back on board with Greg Bird at 18%. He's batting at the bottom of that lineup, but it doesn't matter in Yankee Stadium. It's against Bartolo. It's the Twins bullpen. Uh, I believe in Greg Bird in Yankee Stadium, at least, to, to possibly run into one, for sure. And then my A pick, you mentioned him. I believe in Derek Fisher more than you do, at least at 3% owned. Uh, I especially believe in Derek
Derek Fisher against James Shields. And I understand what you're saying where a lot of it hasn't shown up yet, but he can, he has power and he can run. Uh, he had a homer on, on Sunday. There's a lot of talent there basically. And I think that even though adjusting to the major leagues is tough, adjusting to James Shields in 2017 hopefully won't be as tough. And he's 3% owned. So check that he starts. I don't know what's going to happen, especially after they've clinched. Hopefully he'll get some more time, but I think Derek Fisher is fine against James Shields. Picking against some bad pitchers, mostly. Uh, all right. Thursday is another smaller, but not teeny slate. There are 11 games on the 21st. I wrote six pitchers down. Uh, I got to look and see who I want. I think I know who I want. Uh, your boy, you Mark want. Leader. <laughs> yeah. Your, your boy, Mark Leader, is at home against the Dodgers. No way, right? No. Can't do it. Like him in better matchups, maybe. That's not one of them. Correct. Similarly, Parker Bridwell at home against the Indians, the finally defeated Indians. Parker Bridwell, six scoreless against Texas last time, 371 ERA, but I don't want any part of that against the Indians, do you? No, I do not. They're awfully, le- okay. they're awfully left-handed. I don't like that for yeah, Parker Bridwell's indecent, but again, not a lot of upside hasn't been striking a ton of guys out, so. How about Matt Andresi going to Baltimore? Eh, eh. I don't know, thank you. Where, where's the upside, you know? Yeah. Where, 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 where do your points come from in that, in that matchup? Yeah, it's not going to shock me if he stumbles into an okay showing, but I'm also like, so, like, there's a good chance of him not doing that, and the strikeouts are okay, but not enough to take that risk. Baltimore scares me, Homer-wise. Uh, three more names. Sean Newcomb at home against Washington. It went okay for me on Friday. Would you consider him and his strikeouts? Not quite Denelson Lament level of strikeouts or anything, but getting more than one an inning. The whip in the ERA is not great, but yeah, would you consider the lefty Sean Newcomb at home against the Nationals? Depending on the lineup, yeah. That's when I'd have to double check to see who they're tossing out there, but yeah, I would consider it. Yeah, I can't commit to it today, but if you check in and it doesn't look bad, you can do that. Matt, Carson Fulmer went okay for you last time, now he's going to Houston. Yeah, and... No way? No way? No possible chance? I will be watching this game... Well, depending. If I make it home in time, I'll be watching this yeah. game, but I I can't pick it, no. He has back-to-back strong starts. He's been good since that first blow-up in his, you know, when he started this year, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Check the Houston lineup. If they didn't run anybody out there, you can consider it, but there's a lot of downside there. He's scary. Scary in a bad yeah. way. Matt, I got to take Tyler Anderson going to San Diego, and Tyler Anderson's getting back into it, back to starting. He has two starts under his belt since he's come back. One was four scoreless innings. Last one was six scoreless innings against the Padres in Coors. Now he's going on the road. I always like Tyler Anderson. I know he was out for a while, and he's a 528 ERA on the air his era is somehow worse away from Coors than at home which happens sometimes i guess but it's the padres it's the padres in september they have the second the worst ops against lefties in baseball and i just think it's the best pick on the day it's tyler anderson in petco even if even if it says he should pitch better in Coors, like i don't care no yeah i don't, I don't care yeah, got to do that. But a little bit intrigued by Fulmer, a little bit intrigued by Newcomb. But I think Tyler Anderson is the safe play going to San Diego as well. Matt, how about hitters on Thursday? What are you looking at? Okay, Dylan, my C pick at 1% owned, I'm going to take Teoscar Hernandez. Oh, okay. Versus like Jason Teoscar Vargas. Hernandez. Me too. He's, in fact, right-handed. Jason Vargas is, in fact, left-handed. And Jason Vargas has the natural platoon split. And guess what? So does Teoscar Hernandez. So it's lefty on righty action. I want the righty in this case. It's Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah. 
and things are trending the right way. Like the wheels are falling off for Vargas and they're given the Oscar time. You know, it's a former Astros prospect that they traded for and screw it. It's September and he's been performing. So yeah, I, I like that just fine. Mm-hmm. Next up, B pick. This guy, he's a zero percenter, but he's, he's been nursing a leg injury. It's not serious enough to, to keep him from playing. I don't believe mm-hmm. uh, either way. Zach Davies is at home against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about the show, you know we do not like Zach Davies at home against anyone. Yeah, he has Jarrell Cottonitis, he really, he, and I don't. Oh, no. So you, you don't want any, anything to do with Zach Davies at home. So pick against him. Bring in all your lefties in the Cubs. One I like in particular is Tommy LaStella. Again, like I said, ner- nursing a bit of a leg injury. They don't say what it is, but... Yeah. Oh, he played as recently as the 15th. He snuck into the lineup as recently as... Oh, he, he came off the bench as recently as the 15th. So I'm, I'm kind yeah. of hoping by Thursday he'll, he'll be able to slide into a lineup. Yeah. You know, I, 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 yep. Based on the comments made by Cubs manager Joe Madden, I'm, I'm not expecting this to be like a long-term thing. I don't, I don't believe so. Yep. And he should be Watch able to he, handle... He gets, hit by, he gets like hit by a bus or something tomorrow. And Let's hope that. Don't. My A pick. I've got Homer Bailey against the Cardinals. Uh, mm-hmm. With Bailey, he's been so rough this year, you know, since his return from the surgery that you can kind of pick, you know, it doesn't really matter which side of the fence you're on, lefty or righty. Mm-hmm. In this case, I want the advantage against him. I'm, I'm picking a lefty. And the lefty I'm picking at 11% on Colton Wong. Yes. So far, in not a small sample size, Wong, three of his four homers, all six of his stolen bases, and 831 OPS against righties. There's power. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a little bit of power and enough speed, and he will keep He's been getting on base. That's the biggest difference in him. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. He's been hitting for decent average and, and doing well. I like that. You know, he, he put he puts balls in play, but he, yeah, he's, he's also not afraid to take a walk anymore, which was kind of his issue last year, where he just like everything was in play and everything was an out. Yeah, Matt, two of your three picks are the same as mine, which I, I <laughs> think is a good sign, but not my C pick. My C pick, I want. To pick against Adalberto Mejia of the Twins. He's a whatever lefty. He has trouble with righties. There's still some Tigers there. I like Mikey Matuk, but I've already used him. You know, I think he'll be fine there. But we haven't talked about this guy in a bit. He's been real good since Alex Avila left town. James McCann still hitting lefties and faking it against righties. He's up to 26% owned because of all the power he's been showing, mm-hmm. which James McCann at 26% is nuts. But he's been that good against lefties. So him getting Adalberto Mejia, that's my C pick. If you, can, if you need a catcher and the price is right, I could see doing that for sure my b pick is colton wong and for me it's just anybody you want and trust against homer bailey i think that's a big boost right there in the reds bullpen mm. i think that power will show up a little bit the speed might you should get on base that that's totally fine my a pick is tiasca hernandez i'm i'm all in there you you like him a bit i like him a lot uh, against vargas you know and the royals bullpen hasn't been that good either so yeah, I think Tiasca could be just fine. At 1%, the go for it. Pick against the Twins. And the Blue Jays can score runs. So, yeah, I'm into that. Um, Matt, you got anything before we roll out of here for this week? Yeah, I did. There was something I wanted to... Re- oh. oh, first off, Dylan, did you did you make the playoffs in, in, in your, your head-to-head league this year? No, my team got too hurt, and I, I missed out. I missed out by, like, a spot. Are you serious? That sucks. Well, eh, I've, I've got two of, two of my... I have three head-to-head teams. Two of them are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I believe they're both going to make it to the next round, and it's oh, super wow. nerve-wracking. Like uh, right now, it's Sunday evening. I'm up eight to four in one, and six to four in the other. There you go. You got to be close to the last round, right? Would next round be finals? I don't believe so. Here, let me pull up the. You got to be close, unless they play all the way through the seasons. It depends on your league. Some do that. So. Uh, no, we got two more rounds. I think I've, I'm probably going to have the best team in the league. 
Ah, we'll be uh, rooting for that. That gives us that and softball updates down the stretch. There's not going to be a softball update this week because I'm going to be driving. Ah, that's true. So not one this week, but we'll have a fantasy update then. I, I can still, still tell you how my softball team is doing. But I, yeah, I, I, just text I them and get the update. We should just have one of your coworkers on as a guest to give there the softball go. update. It'll be perfect. So what do you think of Matt and the softball team? Is he as big, <laughs> as, big of a jerk as he's in the office? Uh, there we go. Well, Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. He will be uh, at the Braves game on Tuesday and tweeting about that probably. Pictures of garlic fries. Is that the custom? Dave garlic fries? I don't know. I've never been to her. I, I don't know. Tweet about how good the parking is, though, and the traffic. I hear it's great. Let's see. Food menu. Let's see. <laughs> Concessions at SunTrust Park. Let's see what we got here. What sounds interesting? Bases loaded fry helmet. Bases loaded nacho helmet. Fried tomahawk pork chop. That does sound good. That sounds good. Matt will be doing his uh, SunTrust Park food report on Twitter. Blackened catfish po'boy taco. Also sounds good. Uh, and on the podcast. We'll have that as well. So Matt's on Twitter. I'm also on Twitter at HigginsFOS. I will not be at any parks this week. I don't have any food reports for you. But give us a follow. We like to hear from you guys and talk fantasy. You got any questions? We're still giving, you know, advice on starters and, and stuff. So mm. hit us up if you got anything we didn't cover on the show. <laughs> they have a, rush, a, a, a section called Field of Greens, which is just vegan options. You got to go take a picture of that if they have a picture of that. That's funny. Like a booth, the Field of Greens. They have a Waffle House, too, which is kind of exciting. The Street Taco Trio. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I wow. I'm okay. I think I, I've got some decisions to make here. Matt's extra excited. Anyway, for Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you on Friday. This podcast is over. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com/fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. They've got fresh cut loaded fries in a souvenir bowl, smoked whole hog BBQ sandwich, mega mega hot dog.